Hello, I am Khagendra Chetri. I am an attorney. I practice law in New York City for the last 30 years. I am from Nepal originally and I came here many years back. So I have a very interesting story to tell today. I am with Anuj and Deepika in the podcast at the end of the day. Thank you so much Khagendra for this wonderful introduction. And by the way, we must tell this, Khagendra actually has a really interesting story because he is a trailblazer in attorney field for Nepalese American attorneys. Right yes. Deepika? Of, of course, of course. And then there's hardly any Nepalese uh, in, in, in the US or in New York who do not know Khagendra Chetri. Right, right. <laughs> so you are a person, he is a person who people like us highly look up to. Right. And uh, Khagendra, so let's let's hear a story. Okay. So you are the first Nepalese American attorney in America. How did you start? I came here to study law in the beginning when I'm very young, 22 years old boy, ah. and didn't know what was uh, going on here. <laughs> <coughs> Actually, the story was, <coughs> I didn't even know what was the weather like in New York when I came, landed here on December 28th. <laughs> And then I was wearing a one, uh, you know, you know, t-shirt type of thing and one jacket. <laughs> uh -huh. And when I came out of JFK Airport, I saw a lot of snow outside. Which year was that? <laughs> that was in 1983. Oh my God! I was born in 87. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I realized that it's extremely cold outside. Then I went inside the terminal. Uh -huh. I remember that. And then I, I because what happened was that I had asked a friend of mine who had returned from California mm -hmm. at that time, what is the weather like? He said it's beautiful. <laughs> so. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was the information I had. You know, that information was very difficult that time. We didn't have any internet. We didn't right. have any uh, such a phone call luxury like right. this. No cell phone, nothing. Right. So basically, the, we were just on the uh, basic cell uh, mm -hmm. telephone calls. Mm -hmm. And there was a uh, very lack of information. And uh, I, I, I came there and then I realized that I was uh, in the wrong uh, time and the wrong uh, weather. Mm -hmm. So um, so that happened that. And uh, Actually, then that time my you know plan was to study law in the USA, mm -hmm. and I had applied to different uh, law schools at that time. But I was still selecting where to go, mm -hmm. and then <coughs> when I went to um, the the uh, Yale Law School that time, they had invited me. I went to see the dean, and then uh, the dean of Yale Law School told me that, "Well, oh, you are you must be very you know, uh, um, in the, you are not wearing any jacket. You must be." you know freezing you know and then uh, yeah I, I told him that yes I am so then uh, after the meeting right after that I remember buying a jacket outside the uh, New Haven um, um, you know street so I kept that jacket for a long time as a memory actually wow. but I lost it now uh -huh. I don't know where it is in the course of moving uh -huh. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is that that was the situation there there were no Nepali mm -hmm. and uh, it was hard to find anybody who spoke Nepali except few mm -hmm. who were working at the United Nations and uh, the Nepal mission there right. and um, one time it's very interesting that I found one Nepali looking guy on 6th Avenue when I was passing by mm -hmm. and then I thought this guy must be a Nepali mm -hmm. and I just went there he was a little you know service like Nepali kind of height and then mm -hmm. I said uh, then I, I, I said that even if he doesn't understand what's the matter I said uh, in Nepali I said you know are you a Nepali mm -hmm. and if and I, I was sure if he is a Nepali he will reply to me <laughs> and then when I said that he heard it and he turned around and said yeah I'm a Nepali he said right. so then you know he became a good friend of mine you mm -hmm. know I still meet him I mean he's an uh, elderly person now that was then and then uh, what happened was when I was 
uh, you know, looking for the university and Columbia University had offered me admission at that time, but I didn't have money to go. And I, you know, I told the dean that, you know, I, I don't think I can study because tuition is very expensive and, uh, you know, almost the courses are going to start. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll have to go back mm-hmm. to Nepal because uh, the, the financial situation is not there. And then the, the <laughs> he told me, you made already some friends here, come back tomorrow, don't leave. Uh, we really want you to be here, and uh, and they told me that. <coughs> so why don't you uh, come tomorrow and uh, see what we can do? We'll try to find some um, oxygen. You have a lot of oxygen in here. You are in from Mount Everest. Probably <laughs> you don't have a lot of oxygen, mm-hmm. meaning that you don't have a lot of money. Oh, right. Maybe we'll f- try to find something here. Right. So next day I went there, and eventually they had made a decision that I was given, you know, tuition waiver, and then some stipend so that was uh, the beginning of my you know law school here mm-hmm. and uh, eventually you know I <coughs> I had to work my ways you know I mean during the class times also I was doing my you know uh, work in the libraries and all of that that's how I studied basically here mm-hmm. then I you know started my legal journey here and went to you know completed my law school and in the life people make a lot of decisions and uh, the make, make in decision making process the there are very difficult times when people have to really make uh, even if uh, they don't want to but they are forced to make decisions right. so mm-hmm. that's what uh, the pressure that makes you know whether or not you are making a right decision or wrong decision so i think that's how people some people who happen to make a right decision and in the on the right time mm-hmm. uh, those are also lucky people i think not everybody gets that mm-hmm. so uh, but I think at some point in life, everybody gets that chance. Them, but mm-hmm. you have to recognize when is the right time to do it. Right. So, so that was the time that I was planning to go back to Nepal after my uh, law school here. And somehow, uh, the NWCP Legal Defense Fund's director, Julius Chamber, told me that why don't you come and work for me for six months? Okay, in his law firm. Uh, in his uh, NWCP Legal Defense Law okay. Firms, yeah. Eventually. <coughs> I took the bar exam, and then uh, then I realized that after the bar exam, I passed. I became the first Nepali to become a lawyer here uh, in America and then uh, work here. <laughs> yeah. So then I decided that after bar exam, then uh, other friends said, why don't you work in a private law firm a couple of uh, months and see how you like it? Mm-hmm. And then I started working for a law firm, and they hired me, and um, then after some time, then it became some 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 sort of uh, regular stuff that I was doing, working busy, mm-hmm. and that and eventually I didn't realize that a couple of years have gone by. Right. And I kept on working in my uh, practice. I set up my law firm afterwards. Yeah. Okay. At some point, at some point, yeah, that yeah. was in '94. I set up my law firm. Before that, I was uh, working for the New York City Human Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it happens that I never intended to f- go for that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I had not realized that I don't know when I had applied mm-hmm. and I sent my resume. Mm-hmm. It was in their data bank and they pulled my resume and they called me for interview and I went there, they hired me. Okay. <coughs> and then I started working for the, uh, you know, it was an appeal level um, office for the human rights uh, cases that mm-hmm. we were deciding there. Mm-hmm. So I used to work for the commissioner. <coughs> so that was very good, interesting experience then. And then I started after that, right after that, I took, um, that was a method, uh, you know, paternity leave. Mm. I took off and then I started my own law practice. People mm. like us who 
who are new young immigrants we look up to you mm-hmm. did you have anybody who you could look up to mm-hmm. back then well at that time as a ne- for nepali i uh, i didn't have anyone but mm-hmm. i did have my some of my professors mm-hmm. that i went to you know study in india mm-hmm. and they had gone to colombia and they had done pretty good uh, you know education there so they were uh, they were one of the motivating factor for me mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is that uh, there there has to be some something that uh, you have to be connected to right. in order to uh, get uh, something to be done and and not only that you have to be really inspired and determined because i came and knocked the door right. they didn't come, they didn't tell me that you come over here and uh, we have this place for you and you go to this law school right. we'll give you money it was not like that it right. was i went and knocked the door right. and then they listened to me right so so i as i was saying that i went to different law schools mm. and uh, it happened so that uh, you know the columbia was the one that was chosen right, right. for me actually i i knocked the door there and they, it happened so that they responded to me right, with with, right, with this right. kind of uh, help so So what I'm saying is that uh, if I had not done this and if I was thinking like oh okay so nobody has done anything to our nobody has responded to my mail mm. uh, so why should I go and talk to these people if I had done that probably I would have not made it right right uh, so the main reason was that I went and knocked the door mm. and then they 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 opened it for me right so this was the whole uh, you know is, you know thing that i personally you know felt that if in america if anyone who wants to be very successful mm. um it's not going to work otherwise yeah, this is the only way i think you go and knock if you want something you have to tell yeah. it's not like you know you keep quiet and you don't want to tell your story it's not going to happen sure. because this is how you can sell yourself or mm-hmm. this is how you can uh, see where the opportunities are mm-hmm. <coughs> uh and also you don't have to be really smart and mm-hmm. very talented you mm-hmm. have to be very determined and hard working mm-hmm. and consistent mm-hmm. and that's what it it comes to at the end mm-hmm. and as long as you have a good determination and you are doing it right uh, you know and then hard working i think you can beat Right. the others and kagendra yeah. uh, so how did you come up uh, with the idea of starting your own law firm in 1994 <coughs> i believe that time i was uh, i had already had some experience mm-hmm. working for a couple of law firms mm-hmm. uh, i worked for a large law firm uh, is called white in case they had 12000 lawyers okay. they still have mm-hmm. um, and then um, i worked for some uh, other private lawyers where they had a lot of litigation cases mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> i'll tell you a story that yeah. uh, um, I was working for a law firm in Minola mm-hmm. and this lawyer told me that tomorrow there is a trial you have to go and I said I am not prepared for the case mm-hmm. you know this is the first time I am doing this criminal case and he told me don't worry you just go there tomorrow and get a new date mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> I thought uh, okay fine then that's okay it's easy but i thought that it is my duty to review the file mm-hmm. yeah. and when i looked out the folder there were 10 big big folders that i couldn't even carry myself <laughs> so i could not even read the whole file and forget about you know starting a trial the next day mm-hmm. and uh, it happens to that it was a murder case <clears throat> so uh, he was handling the case he had been lawyer for some time which i didn't know until i reached the court mm-hmm. and uh, i went to the court and then it happens so that my client was the lead uh, person in the whole case mm-hmm. and there were like 10 other different lawyers in different defendants mm-hmm. 
and everybody was looking at me. I said, "You go first." I said, "Why?" <laughs> 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 and they said, "No, you are the first one. You are you are law firm. <laughs> you know, you are the main defendant's uh, you know lawyer." <laughs> And uh, I was not sure, you know, what's going on here. And then I was trying to figure out. Then judge comes in. I said, "Are you ready?" I said, "Judge, I'm just coming here on the case. I mean, I'm not ready. I don't even know about the whole case." And the, the client comes and said, "Are you going to kill me or something? You know, <laughs> you don't. You are not prepared. So I, I never met you before. So how can I do this?" And then the other lawyers were also surprised, and I was also surprised because I didn't know that. I told the judge that I'm here just to get a new date. Yeah. And the judge said, "No, this case has been going on for a long time. I'm not going to give you time." Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Let's well, start select. The, start selecting the jury." Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I was just shocked. I tried to call, and then uh, I couldn't get hold of the main lawyer in mm-hmm. the office, and uh, so that was a very tough situation. And then, then I came back to the courtroom. <laughs> then I found that the the government's main lawyer had. Some personal emergency and could not make that morning. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, and the judge said, "Mr. Chaudhary, you're lucky. Okay, so you go home now. I give you a new date." So and then uh, that happened there, and uh, then uh, and then the other one that when I was working the large firm, I worked. We worked for six months. Mm-hmm. We never saw the the client. Mm-hmm. We know the name of the client, but mm-hmm. we never met. Mm-hmm. And then when we, after six months we were working many of us, then we set up all the documents and the client came. comes and uh, you will meet us that's what our hope was mm. and at the end of the day what happens was that the there was a lunch the every, all the in the conference room they had set up all the documents the client came from one door he signed and all the paper and walked out or from the next door oh. <laughs> <laughs> so and then what happened was like there was no interaction with the client i mean you never saw a client it's right. like uh, you're working right. and that's it and that that was the the two impression that mm. gave me that if you work for somebody you know you, you are going to get into something like you know you don't ever know mm-hmm. so then i thought maybe I should do my own practice so that i can you know at mm-hmm. least meet the clients i know what i am doing mm-hmm. and actually you know i should not have this kind of situation next time mm-hmm. so that that inspired me to start my own practice last question mm-hmm. is for for the newly arriving young immigrants who are trying to get into a professional career in the US what would be your one line advice <laughs> yeah, do the networking mm-hmm. i think that will really help you not everybody will be helpful but you will find you know maybe one out of 10 mm-hmm. and that will help you great yeah and at the end uh, is there if anybody wants to reach out to you for any career advice are you comfortable sharing your email address yeah mm-hmm. uh, actually my email address is uh, kc at c h h e t r y law dot com. Okay. okay, and if you are emailing Kagendra, please make sure you write at the end of the day in the subject title so that uh, Kagendra knows where these emails are coming from. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, your personal you. experience. We would also like to thank uh, Beta Works for providing us this recording studio to record this interview today. Yeah, and at the end of the day, please uh, do subscribe to our channel at the end of the day and do log into our website podcast at the end of the day dot com so that you can reach out to all those guests for any career advice. Yes, and on that note, we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey guys, a quick note. If you have a personal story that you think might be helpful to the newly arriving immigrants in the US, please contact us. We would love to feature you in our podcast. Go to our website podcast@theendoftheday.com and write to us by going to the feedback section. And by the way, if you love this podcast, you can support us with a small donation. 
your help will enable us to continue producing more episodes the link to support our podcast is in the description below